What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's your boy Air Rice. So glad to be back, man. Uh, my son was born on the 20th of December. Uh, he was 9 pounds, 10 ounces, almost 22 inches. And uh, so I took a little bit of time off. I still delivered content on Twitter um, as much as I could, uh, but, um, but just wanted to make sure that I was still fully available to uh, to help out with him and to make sure that um, everything went smoothly with the transition now that we're back home and he's fully healthy. So happy new year and 2020. And I am super excited about the things that we're going to have going on. Shout out to bluewirepods.com um, for uh, bringing me on to their Network, and as you know, I'm your boy Ant Wright, your host of Michigan State of Mind. Uh, today got done with day 35, 35 straight days of doing something, working out, uh, working out, doing something, whether it's sit-ups, push-ups. Uh, I'm on this kick of uh, really using my neighborhood as a uh, as like my little track per se. Um, it's not that busy, but it is pretty annoying. Um, when you're in like a nice groove and you're hitting a curve and then you see someone parked like in their little, like I understand like that's your driveway, but like, can you get your car off the sidewalk? Like, Seriously, like I've almost busted my butt and sprained my ankle like three times because I had to go around it. And of course, when you go around, there's like there's like concrete, and then it goes right to grass. And sometimes there's there's like a soft spot, or there's like a hole. And you know, I'm usually working out at nighttime, so I can't really see that well. Um, but yeah, that is super annoying. So annoying. So annoying. So. I mean, I'm not calling myself like a marathon runner or anything like that, but um, for the sake of people who want to go out and get some exercise in, uh, please stop parking on the sidewalk like that uh, if you can help it. If you have a big family, I get it. You don't want your car on the street. I get it. But if you can help it, please, please stop parking on the sidewalk. I will highly appreciate that. You guys gave me a whole bunch of questions. I'm going to get to them. Um, I see about 15, 16 of them in there right now. I'm going to get to them. If I don't get to yours, it's either a redundant or it's like a little troll question. So uh, if it falls under one of those categories, I'm probably not going to re-answer or answer just to uh, appease your trolliness. Um First question is here from Chuck, at Monin underscore Chuck. Uh, what is the primary reason Michigan football is so inept, facing good teams on the road the last few years? Uh, I just think it's a – I just think it's like a, like a mental block that they just need to get over. Like people who have been following me for a while, you guys know like my whole take on like how important the Stu Douglas shot was. Like I cannot – iterate how important that was um it was a situation of seizing an opportunity and michigan football has not 
done that. Um, we saw the stat during that during the Alabama game: nineteen straight losses to the top fifteen away from Ann Arbor. And after Bam, I think that's twenty straight, right? That's 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 got to be twenty straight now. Um, it's mental. It's mental. Um, I think they have the talent to do it, but gotta have hungry guys. Can't have guys who are, you know, overthinking or too worried about what the masses say. Uh, gotta have hungrier players. Gotta have a hungrier mentality. Gotta have a hungrier attitude. Um, or else the same things are just gonna keep on happening. Uh, I don't think it's a matter of X's and O's. I don't think it's a matter of uh, being able to coach guys on the field. I don't think that's the issue. You see someone like Donovan Peoples-Jones, how freaking good, like ultra-talented, ultra-talented. But against Ohio State, like you see these easily dropped passes. Um, and that's just him being in his own head. And I, and it starts at the top. It starts at the top 100%. Um, that's just a small example of, of, you know, what you're seeing, what happens when, when these guys are in really, really big, big games. They've come through a couple times, you know, Wisconsin a couple years ago and Notre Dame this year. This year, um, the, Nord- the, the, Nord- game, the Notre Dame game this year was a great game, um, but they're just just mentally just me- they're just not mentally there. And people thought I thought I was like joking about it, but they they may need to see a site like a team psychologist like once a week. And just kind of go from there, honestly. All right, question from a Michigan State guy, Jake Cullinan. At just Jake981, when it's all said and done, which set of newcomers will accomplish most at their respective schools? Uh, Isaiah Todd, Hunter Dickinson, Zeb Jackson, uh, Terrence Williams, Brandon Wade, or uh, Hauser, Matty Sissoko, and A.J. Hoggard? That is uh, that's a little bit of a loaded question because the there's a there's still a huge question mark on on Jawan and his ability to develop guys. Uh, there's a huge question mark on um, you know, X's and O's, like where you know you know where is he going to take the program? Yeah, these these guys are going to be super talented, very talented kids. Um, but there are some teams out there who recruit at a very high level who haven't done squat, like LSU, NC State, Texas, USC, UCLA. Like these guys have have had really good recruiting classes and haven't done a, a damn thing, and it's all because of um, – they're just not getting that development. They're not getting that team camaraderie. Um, they're not. They're not. You know. You know. They're not as a team taking their group to the next level. So that's really loaded. Loaded question. Um, talent wise, I gotta go with them with the Michigan dudes. But in terms of just history, we don't know about Juwan yet. Um, so I mean, so like the smart. Answer is going to be Hauser, Sosoko, and Hoggard. Just because, like, in the past, what, 20, 21 years, um, like, I think it's like only two, only two classes, only two Michigan State classes never seen a Final Four or something like that. I mean, just with that statistic, you know, you would have to, Kind of go towards the Hauser and uh, and Maddie group. They're not as talented, I don't think. But in terms of history, I, I would have to go there. Uh, at the Anatra, 
Hoop School. Why hasn't Benjamin overtaken Nunez yet? Uh, I mean, pretty much in you, know, you get playing time in practice. So you know, I'm not at practice, so I can't tell you. Um, but it's but it's pretty clear that you know Benjamin's a little bit behind with his strength. Uh, I think Nunez is going to give you a little bit more with the experience right now. Um, and he is, I mean, he, his confidence is probably a little shot too. So, you know, Juwan's probably waiting for him to really come out and just have a have a big game and hopefully, not saying keep having big games, but just sustain a level of confidence where he's able to uh, help the team out. Question from Mike, at Lord Ballsmore. When behind, it seems like they weren't trying to get Franz a shot. Do you agree with this take? And is there anything they should do to get him open looks? In my opinion, honestly, when they're behind, they get a little bit frantic and frenetic, and they become a little bit disjointed. Um, when they get behind like that, it seems like Simpson starts to press a lot, and he starts to attack more and attack more. There's nothing wrong with him attacking. The issue is that he's really your only creator within the offense. If he's not creating for others, really nobody else is getting up shots. So, yes, they do need to run more motion offense. They they do need to get the ball out of his hands a bit more. Um, but it does come it, – it does come down to him. Uh, you know, he over penetrates. He dances with the ball too many times. He puts holes in the ground with the basketball at times. Uh, the ball gets really hot in his hands. Um, and he becomes a shoot first point guard. When he becomes a shoot first point guard, uh, Michigan's not a very good team. So I do agree with you. Um, what they should be doing is more of a free flowing, aggressive offense, uh, kind of like what they were doing in Atlantis, but they kind of just went away from it. I don't know what's happening, what's going on. Uh, early on, they were having this free-flowing thing where different guys were in different spots and doing different things. Not sure what happened to it. Hopefully, they can uh, get back to it, though. Question from Bam, at Bam Grotel. Both sort of basic, but uh, how does Michigan go about defending MSU in the second meeting? Um... Second meeting, you just need to – I thought DeJulius did a really good job um, on Winston in the second half. I thought DeJulius did very, very good on him. Um, whether it was pick and roll uh, or whether it was just heads up, um, DeJulius did very, very good guarding him. Uh, I think you give him more bodies, um, you know, you know throw friends on him a couple times. The issue is they switch a lot. They're, they're going to switch a lot, like the one through four. Uh, they they did weird stuff. Like they went to like this uh, two, three, this two, three that switched to a man after the first pass, which was weird. They, I don't care what anybody says. I said this in my clip too. Um, they did not work on that nearly as enough as they should have to just throw that out there against Michigan State and the Breslin. That was very, very strange. That was very, very strange. And they ran a flex offense. Also very, very strange. Like, what is that? You no, know, you you prep for eight days. Super weird. Um, but um defensively, throw more bodies at him. I do like the Julius guarding him. Um it it also saves Simpson a bit. Uh, he's, he, he doesn't have to work as hard on both ends. Um, he's not chasing around Winston on one end, having to create for everybody on the other end. So I do like David there. Uh, also asked, what is the realistic ceiling for this for this team and what's holding them back from possibly accomplishing more? <coughs> um, realistic ceiling? Uh, final Final four. Final four is still right there. Uh, I will never talk about. Um, I will never talk about. Really, I don't like talking about it because you, you need to see who's in front of you to accomplish what you want to accomplish. At the same time, uh, the way that, that college basketball is right now, you know, there's like 
this sounds crazy, but there's like 30 teams who go in a national championship this year. Legit. There's like 30 to 35 teams who could win a national title. That's including your Indianas. And this is going to sound even crazier, but like your Rutgers. Like if if they end up getting a decent draw, I mean, they have a point guard who could really, really score. Um, and they have guys around him who can get hot. And that's those are the teams that make deep runs, are the guys who have a point guard who can really, really score. And they have wings that can get you buckets too. So I think there's a legit 30, 35 teams who, who could win the national championship this year, and I will not be surprised. College basketball is very, very mid right now, meaning it's uh, it's this is like one of the one of the worst seasons that I've seen in a long, long time. Um, I think it's going to end up a tournament like like back in 2014, where it was like it was like a seven seed versus like a first like a nine seed um, for the uh, championship. I think it's going to be something crazy like that. Like Kevin Ollie won that tournament. Kevin Ollie doesn't have a job right now. <laughs> like that dude won it in year one. So I don't know. You know, Mich- Mich- Michigan can win a national a national championship. Michigan State can win a national championship. Even as much as I don't believe in Maryland, Maryland can win a national championship. That's how that's how much parity is in college hoops right now, and it's gonna March is gonna be freaking crazy. Uh, but what's holding them back is going to be when things are tight. I don't like what's going on in huddles because there is a lack of focus. Um, the execution sucks, like sucks, sucks. Um, eight days of prep, and that's what what. What I see is just, just not, just not good, not good. Um, they have to be, be better. They have to work on the little things a little bit more. Um, but that's what's holding them back. Corey Dixon at Corey Dixon at Corey Dixon forty two. Do you see transfers next year with all the talent coming in? Yes, but I will not speculate. Giuseppe Jones at Giuseppe Jones five. What is the most important thing the team could take away from this game? Um, most important thing is that Xavier Simpson should not be the only one being aggressive. I think David DeJoyus was trying to, but Brooks, what happened to you, brother? What is, what is going on? Disappeared in the Michigan State game. You appear versus two doo-doo cupcakes. Disappeared in the Oregon game. Like this team needs Eli Brooks to play well. I don't know what's been going on or what's been happening with him, um, but they need him to be aggressive. They need Franz to be aggressive. They need Brandon Johns to be aggressive within himself. Especially when like a guy like Livers is out, people have to step up. I'm not saying one guy has to has to you know step up and you know fully take over what is missing. But one guy can cover 15, 20%. If five or six guys had that mentality, we're not missing livers. Uh, Dan Roadwald at GoBlue75. What is the best starting five with livers not returning? I love Simpson, but his inability to shoot the ball hurts. Um, starting five isn't really a big thing. Uh, I would say the best five is going to be Simpson, DeJulius, Wagner, or Wagner, how you want to pronounce it, Johns, and uh, Teske. Tom, at N2J6593791, all the numbers. Should we, be, should we be concerned about Franz? No, not at all. This is his first time really playing American basketball. Super talented. He just needs to get used to the speed. Uh, he kind of got thrown into the fire down there in, in Atlantis. Really couldn't get his feet wet. He'll be all right. Maharg at uh, Yalir Maharg. Um, pretty sure his name is Riley Graham. I think if you like switch everything around. Okay. For large stretches, our offense is almost entirely Simpson isolating. What wrinkles can we add to the offense to mix it up and be less predictable? 
you can have some four on five PNR. Brandon Johns is very, very capable. You can have some PNR with your wings, which which the guys are capable. Uh, more run at screens. Uh, more false action on the backside. You can do a million different things, man, in basketball. But this high ball screen stuff with Simpson and Teske, it does work. But if you keep doing it, I mean, these are the best – these, these are the best basketball players that aren't in the NBA between 18 and 23. They're going to figure it out. Point blank period, man. Um, so incorporate other stuff happening. Have some of those screens on the side. Have some naked screens on the side. Have some naked handoffs on the side. Multiple people in your PNR. There's so many things that, that, that they can do. It's almost sick. Uh, why do we have almost zero transition production? Uh, why do we have almost zero transition production today? Is MSU just really good at getting back, or was it poor execution? Um, what you don't see if you go back and watch the uh, game, uh, Aaron Henry does a really good job at stopping the ball. Uh, Gabe Brown too. They do a really good job at stopping the ball. If you stop the ball, make the ball turn once or twice in transition, you are giving your defense two more seconds to get back on defense. Two seconds in college basketball is about 60 feet. So they're, so giving your defense to go from one free throw lane line to the other in about two, two and a half seconds, I mean, that's, that's all you need. That's all you need, honestly. Zach Corby at Z Corby. Um, this is a good question. I like this question. Uh, what is your honest take on Juwan so far? Where is he excelling? Where can he improve? Uh, where is he excelling is pretty obvious on the recruiting trail. He is busting tail. He is doing an elite job. Uh, really can't get much better than that. Um Especially your your first go around, and he <laughs> he's getting these guys. He just got here in like what, like like May. What was it like May twentieth or something like that? May twenty first. So you're talking about like the last part of May. By January, we're talking seven or eight months later. He's gotten a five-star, and he's got three other top 100 players. Uh, hats off to Juwan, 100%. Um, where can he improve? The coaching aspect, he can improve big time. The X's and O's, the extra wrinkles, um, execution, demanding execution out of timeouts, inexcusable stuff is going on with that. Um, so yeah, and he'll learn from all that, which is really, really nice. He'll learn from that, um, needs much better prep, um, eight days of prep. Michigan State had two days of prep. Michigan State looked 10 times more prepared than Michigan did today. Um, that just cannot happen, man. That cannot happen. Um, so yeah, great question. Yo, thank you guys so much for the mailbag questions. Really appreciate you guys. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and bring in Connor Muldani from uh, Spartan Avenue. We're going to talk a little bit about Michigan, Michigan State, uh, what went on, uh, things you saw that you liked, things that you didn't see. Connor, thanks for joining, man. Thanks for having me again. Hey. So, before this game, I pretty much said Michigan State by 13. And it, it kind of hovered around there until Rocket Watts hit back-to-back threes to kind of uh, ice it. Um, what were your overall thoughts going into the game and then, like, during the game and then afterwards? Going into it, I was expecting – I think my prediction was like 75-71 or something similar to that. I was expecting like a close game. I kind of had a 
gut feeling Livers was going to play, and that was yesterday when I made the prediction. Gotcha. And then I found out today that he wasn't playing, and that didn't really change my mindset all that much just because I thought, you know, Michigan is going to be good with or without him. So I wasn't too worried about them missing Livers. But, I mean, you could see it throughout the game that they just needed that, that big shot, and they couldn't get it. And Simpson tried to do it a few times. Um, Teske actually stepped up and, and hit hit one response three-pointer that I was actually really impressed with. Right. Um, it was deep, too. It was like 25. It was a deep three, yeah. And yeah. he didn't hesitate either, which I think that's why it looked so good. Sometimes he likes to second-guess himself. Yeah. And he'll, he'll clank it. But he stepped right into that one. I thought the game was, was a good game. Obviously, uh, from a Michigan fan standpoint, they probably wouldn't agree. But for a team that's missing their best player and going on the road against, I mean, this is probably number one, number two in the Big Ten this year. So you're going on the road against one of the top two teams in the Big Ten without your best player. It's kind of what the final score may be a little bit uglier than what it really was. But if you're a Michigan fan, you have to be happy with how they hung in there for most of the game with the terrible shooting and not having that go-to score. So I, I, I thought Michigan played well enough to hang around. And when I think it was Jones cut it to eight late in the game, I was a little worried. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, Michigan State was just on a, on a different level today. And I think we saw it from the beginning of the game. Well, they've been playing well. Like, when yeah. they were, like, five and three, um, I had people, like, say, like, man, like, like, you should you – know, do you think Michigan State is going to do okay? And I'm like, look, relax. Look at their their, their uh, schedule. They're going to win six straight before they play Michigan. I'm like, just look at it. Look, It's lined up perfectly. Like, they're going to play six straight. They're going to get their, their uh, mojo back. They'll be okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Cash has had a, had a career day. He was unreal. Um he is he is the best he is the best pick and roll player that I've seen in a long long time. It's crazy. It's, yeah. it's almost you can't even defend it. Sometimes it's it's that crazy. Because he kills you like <laughs> he kills you, you give either him an way. Inch, he'll take he'll take ten inches. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's uh, like he will beat you from any angle, and you move uh-huh. one foot. This or that way, he'll score no matter what, whether it's a floater, whether he gets fouled, whether it's a layup, whether it's a reverse, whether he's creating for someone else while he's doing the hippity hippity doodah, um, he'll come off and shoot it right in your face. Um, you know, you know, best PNR, best PNR player that I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, it's tough to guard him when I mean you can't double him. So right. so in the pick and roll, they I'm watching the replay of the Tillman alley oop. Yeah. And and they double him for just a split second, and he finds Tillman immediately. It's crazy. Like he he doesn't hesitate. He finds him right away. And I don't know if that was supposed to be an alley oop. No, no way. No way. <laughs> but, no way. But it was like. But it was perfect, perfect timing. It was perfect yeah. timing. Um, I think Tillman expected it to be more of a lob. That's why he started to jump. But then yeah. it was a straight pass, like, in the perfect spot. Like, I saw it, and I'm like, wow, that's a great pass. But that was total yeah. BS, man. That 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 was like a video game hard. Was. He wasn't supposed to catch that ball. He fired it. <laughs> like, he threw that ball hard as hell. Like, if yeah, you go and look at it, like, that little hook, no look, he threw it hard. So, yeah. And Tillman's had a problem catching the ball this year. So, I was kind of surprised that he, that he reeled in and dunked it. That was a tough play, man. Top yeah. 10. Top 10 for sure. For um, sure. But, uh... My whole thing is that, you know, he has a, he, he has a career day. Um shooting woes and you're still like hanging around between 10 and 14 point deficit and um and Michigan just can't get over the hump 
their execution was garbage. Like, did you notice how they kept going to this, like, either a matchup zone or a zone that switched to a man? Yeah. They did the, the matchup zone. I think that actually killed them because I think State's seen it so much this year. Yeah. That they just destroyed it. Yes. And then they, he, Juwan got away from that, I think, a little bit later on. But I remember watching the, the announcers like, oh, they're going to his zone, and then State immediately just sliced it and scored. Barbecue chicken, that thing, man. Yeah. Because, yep. like, people are like, they should go zone. I'm like, first of all, you should not go zone against these dudes because it's not just caches. People think you go zone because it's going to stop caches. The The zone with Izzo, the two big guys, destroy zones. Mm-hmm. Like, against Syracuse a few years ago, he learned from that. He learned from that, and I laughed about it because before the game, I said that I can't wait to watch Izzo stick Miles Bridges 30 feet away from the basket, and yeah. that's exactly what he did. But he learned from that, and um, the two bigs right now against the 2-3 zone are such great passers and finishers in that thing. Um, he, he never wants to see a Syracuse game again. Ever. I agree. Ever. He, he's been, his team has been kind of his own killer just because the passing has been unbelievable. I think it's been like that for a couple of years, but over the past, I want to say like five or six games, it's just there's probably been an, on average five baskets that aren't on the set per game. It's crazy. Yeah, so like they're able to – like that – oh, man, that one play was super nice, man. Cassius came up and he threw a – dart of a chest pass to Kithier. Um, a Michigan guy kind of cut him off and off and Kithier caught it in midair and hit Arns in the corner for three. For an open three. You yeah. know, and the ball didn't even hit the floor. I mean, that's 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 just good basketball, man. Yeah, you don't see that, especially from like streaking bigs from most teams. Like, and he's the going, stiffest big. He's the yeah. stiffest of the stiffest dudes yeah. out there. And he made a hell of a play, man. Yeah, it was crazy. He, he made I, a hell, hell of a play. But um, that's the kind of stuff that they've been doing more lately that you've seen Michigan State play like Michigan State was supposed to. Right. I mean, they're making these passes that earlier in the season and Kithier probably goes up for a layup and gets blocked. Right. You know. Or travels or kicks it. Or, yeah, exactly. Or, or turns it over somehow, dribbles <laughs> it off his foot, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, he had the presence of, you know, mind and, you know, not only uh, watch where he was catching it, but be mindful of where he was, uh, change the angle of his pass, and know where the pass was, you know, going. No, um, for sure. He was, he was midair where he made the decision. It was actually kind of <laughs> crazy to watch. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, I was like, that dude is making those plays right now? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know you're on. It's that type of day, huh? Yeah. Um... Oh my gosh! So why why <laughs> lawyer came in? He dis he disappointed me today. So yeah. lawyer came in like I I even gave him time on my clip. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I, didn't see it. I gave him time on my pregame as one of the five players who could be X factors in this game. Oh no, dude! He had he he has scored fifty points in the last five games. Fifty no, it's points. Not that much. Fifty points. Yes, it is. Check it. Okay. Check it. Uh, I guarantee I you. you. I, I, just, I guess I haven't been paying attention. He scored seven three times, then sixteen and thirteen, I believe, and seven times wow. three is 20, 21, 29. 50. So he's been averaging ten points a game. 2.38 points per shot attempt. Wow. Okay, yeah. See, I didn't know that. I know he's been hot from three, but I didn't know he scored that much. Yeah, I mean, like, if you look at just the Northwestern game, he has seven points on one shot attempt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, he came in um, not scoring less than seven points in the last five games. I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm I'm not saying he's 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 gonna light up the world, but I'm thinking he's he's going to play you know, 15 minutes, he'll have a couple threes, maybe a layup, a, f- a couple assists, like like eight points, one rebound, two assists, or something like that, right? 
Um, but oh, you played two minutes. Dude went out there and acted like Dude was like, did you see David DeJulius's eyes when lawyer oh, yeah, starts they lit to- up for sure? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that matchup. Just because I wouldn't even like cash this on DeJulius. That that is <laughs> DeJulius yeah. is a dangerous dude, man. Yeah, He's the speed difference dude. right there is deadly. Oh my gosh. So I'm mad at lawyer because I mean like we make jokes about him and there's a bunch of funny stuff and you know a bunch of funny you know memes and everything whatever right but I went out on a limb for this guy and he made me look look, look like a fool. Um, I mean, when you have cash is playing like that, you can't take him out. Also true. Also true. Also so true. I, I, I would bet that game. lawyer played a total of maybe three or four minutes. Yeah. And then Izzo puts his son in at the end. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, you got to feel bad for, like, a Jack Hoiberg or someone who is always that guy that everybody cheered for when he got in, and now it's like he's Not forgotten anymore. about. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. He better find like, him. We don't even want you anymore. No, Jack Hoiberg is, like, one of the better walk-ons. I think I've seen it on MSU, and it gets overlooked. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Jack, pass the ball to Izzo. Yeah, like, oh, dude, I want to score. I never see the floor. <laughs> like this is this is my chance. Yeah, this is my chance. <laughs> <laughs> and Hoiberg, Hoiberg towers over Izzo. Like, yeah. Like Hoiberg A looks towering like towering five nine. Jeez, yeah, but like, <laughs> but like he probably outweighs him by like forty pounds too. Oh yeah, Izzo like, probably weighs. I would probably say like 135, 140 pounds. Soaking wet with army yeah. boots. <laughs> <laughs> ten inch weights or ten ten pound weights on Five seven. Yo, them them shorts mm-hmm. them shorts can't fit ten percent like enough. of the Izone. <laughs> <laughs> he could be in the Izone and nobody would know that he's that in That is very accurate. Oh my gosh, man. Um <laughs> Bingham is Bingham is like like it's it's really really sad. Um, you almost have you almost have too many bigs, man, and it's and, and it's going to get worse next year. Well, see, I, you and I have had this conversation about Tillman possibly going pro after this year. You don't think that it's a lock. I think that it's closer to lock. I don't think that he's like first round material or anything yet. Right. But I think that he has the potential to go early on, especially if he keeps playing the way he's playing. And My thing is overseas big... for him. Like, it's, I think it's going to be over. He, he's 6'8". He's, he's he can't really handle the ball. For sure. You know? Shot, he is shooting more, though. If he gets a jumper, like a, if he makes the threes right. more consistently, but he's I think that's a different game. But that's going to take – it's not going to happen this year, I don't think. If he was – if. If he was like six eleven, seven seven feet with like a long wingspan, like I would totally like if he was Bingham size, I would I would totally. But he's so I'm I'm not gonna say that he's little, but he is like he's so small. He's an undersized big, yeah. He's, and, for if you want to go play power forward, he's not gonna be a, a big power forward. I mean, he's not gonna be a power forward. Period. He has to be. He can't a, play on the wing. He has to be a center. He has to be a center. He has to be like a. Uh, who's the? He has to be like a Ben Wallace type, where yeah. his or his energy and rebounding and his toughness um, overshadow all of the negative traits. In quote unquote, you he's, I mean? he's got to get better on defense. So if that's gonna happen, yeah. Obviously, he had blocks. He gets he had six today, I think, and he's been over the past four games. I think he has at least three in every one of those games. Well, but, Michigan is a below the rim team. We don't have. Like it'll be different next year when you know, we have dudes, dudes. But like, but like this year, like we're below the rim. Like we don't finish ab- above the rim. Like, no, for sure, it's, it's a different team for sure. But to get six blocks is impressive, no matter right. what. Because Simpson can make these ridiculous. I have no idea how he makes these layups, but <laughs> Simpson has the ability to just like get it over any anyone. At any time. And when he I misses think, it, it looks real ugly, though. When yeah, he throws he, it, it looks pretty. He didn't pretty. have those misses today that were like, I think there was one where he had a wide open layup and he just like completely totally bricked it. it. Yeah, yeah. 
but that was the only one that I saw. I, he's so consistent. Him and Teske today were they carried Michigan. And just com- completely carried them. That is not good for no, Michigan. It's not. Like that's not good. Like he was six for eighteen from the field. Yeah. Simpson was. Um, whenever you make him shoot first, Michigan is not very good, man. That means yeah, that he was he t- five he for took twelve way from two. Too many deep shots. He took way too many. Five for and twelve I get that from he was two. Wide open. Yeah. You know, I. It's man, like five for twelve from two. Yeah. Like, like and you're a six foot point guard who was a pass first. You know, that sucks. I still think that he had a great game, honestly. Like defensively too. Uh, you, you can't even judge him on how Cassius did because half the time they were switching. So it was, he wasn't even on Cassius for half of his points. Right. And and um, he stole so many rebounds. Like, Bingham <laughs> comes down with a rebound and Simpson just pulls it right out of his hands. It's like, tough, that stuff man. can't happen with Bingham. He's a bulldog. He's, yeah, Simpson he's such a bulldog. is definitely that guy, for I'm, sure. I'm going to miss him, but I have to say, I mean, it's like – it's, it's like a love-hate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, he's, a good, he's a good point guard, but he's not going to get you. He's not going to take over a game. Right. Exactly. Unfortunately. That's what you need. Um, when, like, a guy like DeJulius can, he has the, the your tools to do so. Um, yeah. You, you need a guy who can get hot and just, like, like Cash is dead. Just the arena just goes crazy for 10 straight minutes. Exactly. Um... Are, are, are can you guys find more minutes for Bingham or what's the deal? Like you guys he, played Marvel stamina. today. His stamina, is after, yeah, weighs a hundred pounds. What stamina? Exactly. He doesn't. He, he's not used to running up and down the court. He's he's been so busy this offseason trying to gain weight that he's just the conditioning part is so far behind right uh, now. Okay. So Izzo said after the last, I think it was two games ago, he said. Bingham's been playing great, but he just, I just can't keep him on the floor because he gets winded so so quickly. That and, makes sense. Yeah. That he makes played sense. 20 against Illinois, and that was, like, unheard of for him. And that's huge because he had to play against Kofi, and he played it. Yeah, like, he shut him down. That was crazy. I mean, 100. He gave up 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. 100 yeah. pounds. Like, Kofi's have a you, big Have you dude. seen Kofi's calves? Have you seen those things? It's a van. Those are like the biggest calves I've ever seen out of college, college students. You sound ever. like Dan Dockage right now talking no, about No, I'm calves. not even kidding. Not being the creepy Dan Dockage comment, but <laughs> honest to God, those things are like tree trunks. Yo. <laughs> it's easy to notice that when Bingham's guarding them. It's easy to notice that stuff. I forget who, I don't know who posted a, a picture. It may have been Quinn. But, like, there was a picture of him in pregame, like, at the free throw line, looking like an oak tree. He's huge. Whew. He looks like a 15-year NBA vet. <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got five kids, yep. a wife, three baby mamas. He looks like the Kemi Matumbo at the end of his career. He's just gigantic. <laughs> just a big dude. That dude yeah. is huge. The fact that Bingham, like, held his own against him. Uh, that surprised me. That says a lot about the work that he's, like, put in, though. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to get back down. and I mean, he didn't He didn't give up an inch. Yeah. Held his own. He blocked his shot. Altered his shot. I mean, yep. did you see what Kofi did to, like, Teske in Castleton? Uh, I watched parts of that game, but I, I know he had bad. a decent game. It was bad. It was so yeah, bad. Yeah, Teske. Teske gave Bingham a hard time today, I feel like. He, he didn't have that good of a time guarding him. He did because because Teske can do multiple things. He's not like Kofi where all you got to do is, you know, yeah, he's, he's going to back you down and go over his left shoulder, back down yeah. left shoulder. Teske can hit you with jumpers. He can he can run the court really well. He can post you up on either block, finish over either hand. He'll face you up. He can do a bunch of different things. So, like, Bingham can't, like, mentally be like, okay, it's going to be a battle down there. You know, that's, that's like, a different type of, like, energy use. Like, being down there battling, it's hard, and it gets you physically tired, but your wind is okay. 
Um, yeah, and, and you're, it's like a mindless thing. You don't have to worry about, is he going to step out and hit that shot? Right, and even if he steps out, you're not going out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Teske's actually impressed me a lot this year, and, and last year. I didn't think he was going to be much of anything. I thought they were going to be in trouble with him uh, being the primary big guy, but he's – I'm shocked that he's as consistent as he is. His little hook shot is so good. Yeah, man. I saw him play in – I saw him play in high school once, and uh, he was very impressive. Like, yeah. like, like he would take like a rebound, one or two dribbles, good out outlet pass. He'll dribble the ball up the court. He'll make a move and make a pass. You see those things, and I'm like, okay, okay, this this dude has it. This dude yeah. has it, man. And you guys let Austin Davis look like. Nikola Jokic today. <laughs> uh, I, if they lost, I wasn't even going to look at any Michigan State-related things because I was going to see a stupid meme with his face on it. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of seeing that, but it's hilarious. But it's just it would trigger the hell out of me. Austin Davis on a train or something. <laughs> uh, he's so... I don't know. The fact that he just he, he kind of ate our lunch for a couple minutes there. He did. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he got a little spin move on Bingham and a little reverse layup. Man. And then yeah. he's the reason why Juwan got the tech because he came down and did like a Euro step and tried to do like a wrong I play. Thought lane. Was. <laughs> he was. I he thought he got fouled. I didn't see the play. I honestly. <laughs> That play, I didn't really see much of anything, but... Oh, man. That was... It was because he tried to do, like, a Euro in traffic, going to his left, finishing on the wrong foot, wrong hand, little finesse. I'm like... Are you saying that's not a normal move for him? <laughs> man, he thought he was a Giannis for, like, three seconds. <laughs> he was a little into my coat. Oh, man. I have to go back and watch that. Yeah. Oh. You, you said you were posting uh, the gifts of or flops that you saw Cassius had too. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. So like, so like, I'm just like, oh, yo, yo, look. If if anybody wants to point something out, like, and people were like asking me throughout the uh, game about like the three pointer he kicked his leg. I didn't start watching the the uh, game until it was like. It was like 15, 13, or like 19 to 16 or something like that because my feed was messing up. I still haven't seen that play, so when I see that, um, I'll probably post that. But uh, people I, say I didn't see the slow motion of it. I didn't see the slow motion, but I did think, like, when he shot it, they kind of showed the slow motion off to the side where they showed, like, him shooting it, and they mm -hmm. flashed right to the ball. Mm -hmm. But it kind of looked like... Simpson got his arm, and then Cash just had to kind of sell it, so he went down. But I, I'm not 100% on that. It, it looked like he got a little arm, but I'm not sure. I'd have to see it. I'd have to see it. But, I mean, I don't want – like, I just don't – I'm, I'm just – like, like first and foremost, like, I love Michigan. I love all that. But I'm a basketball fan first. Um, and when people start, like, like – disrespecting like basketball itself. Like I don't care. It's like basketball's first. If you want to disrespect someone, that's second. So if you disrespect the game first, I am gonna attack that. You know, I don't care who you're talking about. Um but if it's not true, like I'm gonna like be all over it. Um yeah. you know like dude was like, yeah he flopped and I was like like what are you talking about? They, like that play with Wagner, and so I went back and I clipped it and I showed it. I'm like, look, this is what he did, dude. Yeah. And like, well, it, it was is... smart because he had to sell it. It wasn't gonna get called if You're he right. didn't do that. It's 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 exaggerating contact, which is not a flop. It's not a like like you know that is not the terminology you use for that. I understand yeah. what a what a flop is. Like like don't take this word and make it. Something that is not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't hijack this phrase of flopping. So, yeah. I mean, I watch, obviously I watch every game. So I've, I've watched Cassius Winston. He'd be the last guy that I say flops in anything. Like, especially on defense. When I think of a flop, I think mostly defensively. Right. And then he doesn't do literally any of that. 
And on offense, yeah, he might flip his head back every now and then when he's driving, but right. I mean, rarely does I get called, first of all. And second of all, he drives to the hoop and gets pounded half the time, and that's rarely ever called, too. So <laughs> the, the dude takes a, a pounding, excuse my language, every game, and, you know, it, it rarely gets called. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Um, all right, so we're, like, at time, time, man. Connor, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it once again. Uh, hopefully you're down to, to come back on for the next game. I think it's in February at some time, right? I don't know if my heart can take you. Yeah, I think it's February 8th, I want to say. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm free whenever you need me. All right, man. We'll, t- we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks for having me. See you. See ya. All right. So thank you to Connor Muldani from Spartan Avenue for joining us. Um, thank you guys again for listening in. But as you guys know, per usual, go on to the, to the SeatGeek app. Any event, any concert, any game that you want to go to, go on to SeatGeek. Your first purchase, you can get $20 off if you use my promo code. That's AntWright, A-N-T-W-R-I-G-H-T, on the SeatGeek app. Any ticket that is on that app, use my promo code and you will get $20 off. Uh, A lot of people have used it. A lot of people have saved money on it. Um, So far, you know, we've saved like thousands of dollars. Let's save some more. Um, And thank you guys for for, uh, listening in, man. And, you know, per usual, man, we'll talk soon. At Simple Mobile, you get the no contract advantage. Those other mobile companies make you think you're in control, but you're really not. Simple Mobile is different. You can get a powerful nationwide 5G network all without a contract. It's the reliability you need when you need it, with no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speeds not yet available.